Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. We're doing this. This is lovely way to start a Monday morning. Mm, yes, it is Monday morning, and talking to you, Lisa. I know, and talking to the wonderful Anila McKenna. Oh, thank you. And I say that because yeah, we haven't met. Hopefully, we'll meet in real life one day. But um, just sheerly looking at your Instagram, you just ooze positivity, which I'm all for. Um, the sense of community, I get the, the feeling that you're just all about building connections and bringing people together. Fitness, outdoors, and you know just the mental health aspect of building something and seeing it grow and developing it. And I'm seeing all these things, but basically, Anila, you are from Goware, Scotland. Can you give me your kind of elevator pitch for Goware, Scotland? Wow. Well, can I just say before that, you absolutely nailed it there with... Um with what all my passion and the things in life that I love um, that you've just set out there, community, positivity, fitness, outdoor mental health. You have clearly been studying my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a wee bit of down a rabbit hole of uh, McKenna. <laughs> I, know, I know, people are watching me out there. But uh, thanks for having me on. And um, so Go, Go Where, yeah, is a, we run mountain bike tours all over Scotland. And I run that business with my husband, Andy McKenna. He was the original founder. Um, and I have joined the business um, as, a, as a partner over the last few years. But I've been involved in it right from the very start in 2008. And both of us are very passionate about riding bikes. And not just bikes, but we absolutely love being in the outdoors and being in Scotland and exploring every, every part of Scotland. You know, when we were younger, when we lived in Glasgow, we would go away every single weekend go into the big mountains and just look for paths, trails that we'd never been on before. Some worked really well, some didn't work so well. Yeah. Um, and for us, it was a real desire to share this with with everybody else and to show what, what Scotland's got to offer. Mm. So for us, Go Where Scotland is, it's a tour business, um, you know, and we we provide amazing bike experiences. But on top of that, we've, we're, we've, you know, lockdown's been a, a really interesting time for us and thinking about where the business wants to go in the future. Because in the last few years, you know, you, you, you said it yourself, community, mental health, um, mm. these are really important aspects of our business that we want to, to build on and really show people out there and people that may not necessarily access the outdoors or access cycling to create opportunities and give more of that opportunity and uh, to people that, that haven't experienced it um, who may be underrepresented in the outdoors, but to, to be able to make our contribution um, and to encourage others to be able to, to help with that across the, the, the outdoors industry. So that's really what we're about. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thinking back to 2008, what was the kind of impetus for starting the business? Was it just that you had, you both had this passion that you enjoyed together and it was just taking that to another step where you think, well, you know, we can turn our passion into 
a viable business? Yeah, it's. I mean, that's. This is maybe more a question for my husband Andy because he was. He's been the main driver behind it. You know, he's he was the main founder, but I was always, you know, they say behind every good man there's a good woman. Is that the is that the phrase? Yeah, that is the phrase. And, and to be fair, <laughs> on your website, it does say that you're the brains behind it. So well, that's true. I'm the brains behind. It. <laughs> <laughs> he he was um, at University of Strathclyde working there, and for him, you know, wearing the suit every day and going in and doing the nine to five, it just wasn't for him. And so he's he's decided at that time that he wanted to do something different, and then took the plunge to to you know go self employed and set up the business. I would say I've been much more involved since two thousand and sixteen, and okay. that's really really where I've I've started to to get involved because I for me it was about you know obviously I was came along on many of the tours and supported the logistics and. And you know, with 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 setting up the tours, but the reality of that was, I was kind of missing a trick because I wanted to guide as well, and I I wanted to I wanted to see more women come on our trips as well. There weren't many women coming on our trips at that time, and uh, for me, it was really about well, how can I make this business grow in such a way that we can bring a more diverse group of cyclists into it. So. That was when I decided to get my qualifications in 2016 to set up the Women Only Tours, and that's been a, a real success for the business since we since we set it up. I love that because you know, obviously, you have your own career and you, you, your own kind of um, work life, and I think you know this comes up quite a lot. I commend Andy for de- making the decision to go with his passion because mm-hmm. that's a big decision as well. You know, for someone who has a career and is doing the nine to five or whatever it may look like to to jump head first into to what you love to do kind of thing so that you know that's amazing but then yourself like there's only so many hours in, in the week kind of thing so the fact that you made that a priority I think that's that's dead inspiring for for anybody listening that just has a passion that wants to do it more and whether that becomes their full-time job or, or whether it just continues to be a hobby it's just making that time isn't it if you've got something that you love to do and you want to further yourself in it you just find the time to do it yeah and the, the only thing though is that it's great and it's passionate but you know sometimes for me I'm, I'm not sure for many you know there's must be many more people like that out there but I'm really bad for always looking to do more you know yeah. <laughs> um and that, that's that's ambition and that's great but at the same time it's not very healthy <laughs> because I'm always thinking right how can I make a difference here and that's my ultimate goal is about how can I make a difference in life and society and to other people you know I've come from my own hardships Andy's had his you know we've, we've been faced with adversity and through that it, it obviously changes your perspective in life so for me, it's it's I have to be quite careful about how what I take on, what I do, and obviously the things I do, have done have been amazing and incredible, but through you know through this experience as well, I've I've really got to be careful about how I look after myself as well through this. I think that that's I'm really glad you've said that because I that resonates with me. I actually wrote a blog post yesterday. It was called "What's She Up To Now." Because I feel like sometimes people just look at me going, oh, what is she doing now? I feel like I'm always looking for the next thing to do. Like, and, and it's not that I take my eye off the prize in terms of like, oh, you know, I have a million different hobbies and, you know, I can't stick to one. I'm almost like this kind of person who likes to spin all the plates. Um, but you're right, it, 
it is important to find balance and to not take on too much because that can be detrimental like you say but it sounds to me like your focus is very much not you know from a selfish aspect like yeah, yeah. you love it and it's a passion but for you it's it's getting others involved because you know the joy that is you know mountain biking and getting out and exploring this beautiful country and and building connections and meeting new people and all that good stuff absolutely and you know lockdown has has been a time for reflection as well and it's given you know think about when we we went into lockdown in march that was it everything stopped and so for a person like me and probably a person like you it sounds like it was like oh okay nothing's happening but I need to feel like I'm always doing something because you know this is this is what drives me this is what this is what makes me tick and for me for everything to stop it was like oh okay where'd I go from here it's really jarring isn't it it's really jarring mm-hmm. um and so it did take me quite a few weeks to to get my head around it but then it came you know for me I, it, I learned to to accept that things were different and then Maybe things should be different in the future, and I shouldn't work. I should well work hard, but I shouldn't work, you know, work too hard. That then I forget about yeah. other things in my life. Um, but it's quite interesting. My husband said to me the other day, "Oh, I was I was reading a blog about people working from home and burnout." And I was like, "And was that a hint? Was that a hint? Was like, oh, am I going back to my old ways?" But it's been an interesting journey because my, you know, even though I might not be out there in the outdoors, my my whole world has just moved into into Zoom and into Teams mm-hmm. and in, into the virtual world, and it's it's been great. But again, you know, everybody else is kind of working in that sphere as well. It's taken a bit of adapting, isn't yeah. it? It really has. It, has, it certainly has. Um, yeah, and you just want to be outdoors. Like when we only were allowed to go out for an hour, you must have just been like climbing the walls, like get me out. Oh my goodness, it was awful. I you should have seen my gym set up in the house, you know, because I'm not not on, not only am I like to be working all the time, I like to be active all the time as well. So I'm one of these people that just needs to be not very good at sitting still. So that that was that was quite hard for us at the beginning of lockdown, but but what I did do, um, I was actually I did get myself into a very good routine, and I, I was I was out for an hour a day on the bike. So even though I couldn't do my big six seven hour days, it, it just meant that I was still getting one hour a day, and that was good for my head to say I've been out, I've done my exercise, I can come back and do all the things that I need to do. So Go Wear Scotland, if someone was coming to you guys for the first time, is it that you have regular meetups where you're doing regular um, adventures and experiences and then you're then branching out into kind of bespoke packages? Like how does it work? So we have, there's lots of different strands to to Go Wear Scotland so we've got our bike experiences that we we offer, and one of the the most popular things that we've done is uh, scheduled tours, so people can book on our tours and come on a, a week long holiday with us, and they get to meet lots of amazing people from around the world, and and we know that many of them become lifelong friends. So this is what's uh, what's lovely about our trips. But unfortunately, with lockdown, we know we've not been able to to do any of that given the the nature of what a holiday looks like you know a lot of people are holidaying with their own families or going to self-catering accommodation and so on but for us that's been a little bit tricky for this year 
but we do have self um, uh, self guided packages. So we you know we organise every the trip for for somebody that makes inquiry, um, and we can provide a great experience through that. And we also organise private trips. So they they are called our, our custom trips, and we design whatever people want. So where where they want to go in Scotland where they want to ride, what kind of accommodation they'd like, would, would, do they want a guide, do they not want a guide, um, the best places to eat, the best spots to go and have a, a picnic, you know, we can provide all of that because me and Andy know, you know, know Scotland so well. Um, we've been on it, we've been on just about every path. I mean, I remember one time Andy and I went, you know, we do a lot of wrecking, to mm-hmm. find out what how things work and whether other other people would enjoy them, and there was one time I remember where it was up in uh, Glenshill in the the northwest, and we we found this route on the map. And we're like, oh, this looks great. Let's go and do it. And so we did that. It was a it was a six hour day. Do you want to know how long I was walking my bike for five hours? <laughs> five hours. So. Jeez. The first, so the first bit was really good, you know, climbing, 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 and then you kind of got to got higher up, and the trail started to get a bit more challenging, and then started to walk, and uh, luckily, you know, I mean, I was a bit pulling my hair out at this point with Andy's like, yeah. "Why did we come on this trail? <laughs> um, why didn't we just turn back?" Um, but then when we got to the descent, which is like the last hour, that was the best <laughs> bit of it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. I love that you're totally invested in providing this amazing service. Like it's totally bespoke. As much as you enjoy it, obviously you're getting the opportunity to do it yourself. But um, there must be so much preparation and work go- goes into everything that you're providing. It's, it's wonderful. It really is. What's so wonderful is that the people come from all over the world, and that makes it really special. You know, Scotland is a special place, but you can take take them to the places that that aren't the busy spots, you know, and really getting into the wild and, and seeing what, what we've got to offer. I mean, I love I love Scotland and through lockdown, one of the things is we miss travelling and, and it's difficult at this moment in time because, you know, we have to respect the different local communities um, and rural communities around the country. Um, some of them are, are very sensitive to, to people coming into the area you know, we've been very mindful of that as well. And and because uh, we've got very, very, that's the lovely thing about our business because we work in all parts of Scotland. We've got lots of connections and there's um, lots of uh, tourist attractions or, or restaurants, pubs. And yes, we're missing going there, mm-hmm. but at the same time for us, we feel like we just need to respect what the sensitivities at this time for those Absolutely. communities, and and you know that hopefully that for us will it will be it will benefit us as well in the in the long term instead of bringing groups of, you know, eight or so to you know out into 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 spaces where, where there's still social distancing, there's still concerns about the about the virus. Yeah, and I guess like just throughout the business thus far, there'll be many times where you've had to pivot or change things. You know, obviously a global pandemic is new to us all and we're all having to learn how to change our lives and change our businesses to, to work within that mm-hmm. framework. 
for the time being. But I guess over the years, there's been so many changes and adaptations that you've had to make. I saw on your website, like you have other guides that work with you as yes, well. Yes, we do. We've got an amazing team. We call them our the Go Wear clan, our own clan of of uh, of guys and girls. And there's a, there's a big crew of us, and we for all of us, we've been some of them have been working with us for many years now. We're all we're all a bit of a family together, you know, which is which is fantastic. And again, you know, obviously for us, we feel disappointed that we're not able to, over the last few months, not able to to give the guides what they need as well. You know, that's been one probably one of the hardest things is is for the guides to not be out there doing the thing they love as well. And Andy, you know, I guide myself, but Andy, you know, he's he has MS, so for the last few years, he he. You know, he used to run the whole business himself. He used to do all the admin, all the logistics, all the guiding, all the ho- the hospitality. You know, the hospitality goes through. You know, depend how much people like to drink. You know how <laughs> how long you stay, how long you stay up into the night. But you know, so he's he doesn't guide us. He doesn't guide anymore. So there's a real you know they, they're they're so valuable and so important because they're the face of Goldware Scotland. You know, Goldware Scotland is your baby. The, the yeah. two of you, you've built it to where it is, and then. So there must be so much trust involved in handing that over to other members of staff. But, you know, these are the things you need to do to develop. But, yeah, it's, it's lovely you've been able to find those people that you trust and that can be the face of Go Wear Scotland because you can't do it all yourself. Exactly. And, you know, it is hard to get good guides because they, mm-hmm. you know, you need to ride well, you need to have the energy levels, you know, you need to be able to be safe, you know, need to know the mountains, and you need to have a, a, a good sense of humour as well. Yeah. And that's that's quite a lot for one person to, to have all that, yeah. have all that like, skill set. Almost like a triple, a triple threat. <laughs> and luckily over the years we've managed to find the best people and, and yeah. they, they, they stay with us. And they, they all they all learn from each other as well. You know, Andy obviously was, was there. Some of them learnt from him and then the others have learnt from, from those that have, have you know that have been there for many years and 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 so it goes on the, the the experience that they get the skills that they learn is um you know it mean, means that the the business is consistent and every yeah. holiday experience whatever guide runs that that tour is 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 the same experience because they they all know what what we as a business want to offer and what we value um in the in the service that we provide of course I mean, I'm going to ask you a question that probably is so difficult to answer because there'll just be so many moments and highlights, but can you think of particular memorable moments and highlights throughout your time thus far with Go Wear Scotland that you just think, you know, that was just incredible? <laughs> There's actually one, I don't know, I'm not sure it was incredible, but, but for some reason it was the first thing that came into my head, is <laughs> Andy's first aid pack. And I remember when he was guiding many years ago and uh, we were coming down this hill and one 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 of the, the guys had hurt himself and he needed to get, you know, put some, put some pressure and some kind of wind dressing on his, uh, you know, on his mm-hmm. injury. 
And I remember Andy pulling out this thing. It was first aid pack, and everybody's like, "What is that? That doesn't look like a dressing." And it was one of these like incontinence pads, you know. <laughs> and he's like, "That'll do." It. I was like, "That'll do it, yeah." And uh, he, uh, since then, all of us have carried. Well, for me, I've always carried one of them in my first aid pack. See? <laughs> You did mock it, and now it's in the cat. I suppose that's just one of my funny, you know, funny, funny things. But (laughs) yeah, what's my incredible? What's what's been my most incredible moment? I I think it was my first woman's trip. This was with. uh, So we talked about connections and community, and Mm. and you know, connections and is are really important to me. I'm a real believer in working in partnerships and working with other people. Because there's so many amazing people out there, you know. Yes. Um, and that's when when I when when I've done a lot of my community projects. Um, obviously, we've just talked about tours, but when I've talked when I've done all, all the sort of community side of things, it's it's amazing what you can make happen mm-hmm. when you bring incredible people together. Sure. But my first incredible, my first ex- incredible moment was when it was 2016 when we ran our first uh, women's tour. And I did this in collaboration with a woman called Anka Martin. She's a, a well-known um, mountain biker, uh, an athlete who um, you know has 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 raced for years, and uh, and she is from New Zealand. She's originally from South Africa, and she came over, and we collaborated and put uh, the Mountain, Mountain Lassies program, which was what, what the women's tours are called, and combined that with her uh, tours called Soul Trails. Right. And we combined uh, mountain biking, uh, going into the, you know, going into the wilds, but combined that with yoga as well. Oh, lovely. So it, was a, it was almost like a mountain bike retreat. Mm. I just remember how how nervous I was yeah you know when it was the first first tour like this and but then just see when you get your first day out the way and everybody's settled and sitting around the dinner table everybody's cooked food together they're all chatting away talking about their experiences of the first first ride and how how awesome it was I'll always remember that moment how much all these women had got from from that that experience and they had all the rest of the week to look forward to it was a wonderful moment just sit, I suppose that's you know just sitting there on my own looking around the table and thinking god that's we made this happen yeah it's an incredible like privilege and responsibility obviously to hold space for people to create opportunity for them to do something that they love or something that they've just always wanted to do and um yeah like there just been, must be so many moments like that for you where you're like we made this happen and just you know to see the joy um and to see people overcome maybe fears and different things because it sounds to me like oh, obviously yeah. some of the trails will be quite treacherous and and you're able to guide people through that and just overcoming comfort zones or fears I think is, is dead important especially in adulthood I think sometimes we play it safe and um it's nice to challenge ourselves. I mean, it's, it looks to me like you and you are just like constantly challenging yourself. You're like, what can I get up to next? <laughs> oh, I know, I know, it's terrible. But you know, there is. I, I think through my own experiences, I've I've learned that it's good to push yourself out your comfort zone. You know, this is why I I want others to do it as well because it it 
it really does help build your resilience and it really makes you realize that okay I got through that so it means I can get through something even bigger next mm-hmm. time yeah and uh for for me it's been I've learned the hard way you know because I've not been very good and you know I don't I don't rate myself sometimes I feel like I'm a bit of an imposter of the things I do but I I I have learned that you know if if I if I can push myself that I know that you know I'll be able to do more and I, I won't feel as fearful the next time you know yeah. Um, and that makes it makes a, a, a massive difference to me. And I think with mountain biking as well, is that if you can push yourself like what you're talking about, trying, you know, trying things out there on a trail that you've never done before, and you know, facing obstacles and rocky features and steep descents, and think about how that makes you feel as a as a human being and being able to go well if I've done that I could conquer anything in life mm. you know because you've, you've conquered something in your head of a thing that you can't do but you actually can do it and um, but you'll but but you'd get that from the support of the people around you and the and guidance and encouragement um so that certainly with the the women's programs and the you know recently in the last two years I've been doing you know, or developed a leadership program for young girls going out into the wild and uh, bikepacking into a bothy, a Scottish bothy. Cool. And that's that's very much one of the one of the aims is to is to build confidence through through challenging yourself and and taking risks. Mm. Just touching on that that idea of imposter syndrome, you know, you know, I'm I have been plagued with that my entire life, I think, you know, and certainly in my career and what a comfort it is, you know, not to say that I like to hear other people struggle, but um, the amount of people on this podcast have said that very thing, just what you said, like feeling a bit like an imposter. And I think the best way to tackle it is like you say, just go for it, just come right out of your comfort zone and face those hurdles and challenges and just prove to yourself, like, I can do this. And I think, you know, then moving on to think about younger people and certainly younger women, if you're creating those opportunities for them to try something new and to show that they can succeed in anything they put their mind to, that is invaluable. Like more of that, please. Absolutely. Yeah. And even getting the young girls at that age when when they're about to turn into teenagers and you know, we know that more women more young girls they fall by the way as 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 they get into their teens. So it's important to capture them that age that age. So whether they stick to it or not, that's great. But if they don't, they'll know they'll have had that experience that they can come back to in the future when they're when they're older. Yeah, it's life skills, isn't it? It's just being part of a team and building resilience and trying something new like that. You know, it's all great stuff. You know, I'm just thinking of all the people that have been you've touched their lives with what you do. There just must be so such an amazing feedback. Like, have you been able to to gather that in one place? You must just get so many nice messages and comments from everything that you've helped other people to do. Oh yeah, but you know, as you say, it's like you you do and that's wonderful but then that whole imposter thing comes back it's an absolute nightmare I, hate it it. I know it's horrible it really is you can't just like take the praise and just be like that's lovely thank you you're like no no not I me know. like ban it away I don't know if it's the Scottish thing <laughs> Scottish I think thing. it is to be fair we I can, think there is can, a bit of that we can never be we can never be celebrate our successes we always take the take the big mickey don't we I think I mean it, it's fine to to not get too 
big headed for want of a better phrase, you know, and um, <laughs> it's great to always strive to be better and to move to the next thing and not, you know, rest on well, what you've you know, achieved. I love the Canadians. I wish I could be more like them, you know, I've, and I see all these different cultures and all these different people that come on our trips. And they're just so, you know, like so confident about what they're doing. Some, and it's great. It's just everything's about, yeah, everything's great. But I mean, go back to your imposter. I mean, I have got twenty years plus experience in my career as a diversity and inclusion specialist. I've got ten years working with Andy in the, the mountain bike business, working with, you know, a range of organisations, community groups, people from all over, and you still think you're an imposter. <laughs> I know, I'm just looking at the list of things that I had written down about you, and I'm like, Anila, you are supposed to be there. You're fine. <laughs> so I suppose, I, I suppose where it annoys me is when you are obviously giving, you know, the whole point of what, you, you, my, my goal in life is to give some hope or some opportunity and then for myself to then start to question my my own doings which is which is not good but I'm very good at correcting myself uh, more than I used to be before they would they would fester and they would sit for a long time and you know what happens when it sits for a long time they can they can really interfere with your your state of mind and that doesn't happen to me as much now. I can kind of nip it in the bud as quick as I can. And I almost like talk to myself in my head. I should maybe go back and look at feedback. I think that's quite a good piece of advice. But at the same time, I just, I know that I, I have to tell myself this isn't true. Yeah. But it's funny, isn't it, how these how these doubts come into your head and it's quite easy for these doubts to come into your head. It sounds like to me you've been able to marry your day job with, the biking and, and, you know, your passion for cycling and outdoors. Um, can we touch on barriers to inclusion and your focus on diversity within the mountain biking world? I saw that you've got a master's degree in equality, diversity and discrimination. Yes, Anila. I do. Just to add to that list of accolades. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And talents. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, that one that it's really for experience in in any field where you're dealing with equal rights or you're you're dealing with creating um an op- opportunities for people that are faced at, you know a substantial disadvantage because of their their background their circumstances um you know because of their histories their cultures um and it's about how you can how you can create and how you can build a more inclusive diverse space for people that have you know historically been excluded from that and that's what that that the the master's degree was about you know and why I wanted to do it my my career I work at the the parliament um, and you know as we've talked about kind of progression of of where I've gone and in, in 2017 I I actually decided to go part-time um, so half my time would be at Parliament and half took my time to build up my, you know, my, my, my passion for the work I do through Go Wear mm-hmm. and the community side of things and also looking at consultancy around diversity and inclusion. And in 2017, I, I, I did actually uh, suffer burn, burnout. And it wasn't just because I was working too hard. I think that was a symptom of other things that were going on. And that was because for years I've been, you know, I've built up all 
all this shit from my teenage years, you know, I had a strict Pakistani background, my mother my mother um, had mental health problems, my, my dad was very strict, um, he was very violent as well, and kind of just built all that up over time and didn't really address it. And it's really sad to think I had to wait till my 40s to fix it, mm-hmm. but, but I did, and it was only through the point at which I was really, really suffering. And um, when I was at Parliament, I had a, my wonderful boss at the time, well, she's still my boss, she, she says, look, go take some time out. And I did, I took some time out, but then I took more time out <laughs> because she, she kind of put the, the thought in my head and I decided to go on a, a long career break for, uh, for, for, for a good few months. And I decided to go and travel the, the Hebrides and the Orkney Islands on my own. And I was, I was talking about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Decided to go off on my own for a, for a month on my bike and, and just see, see what would happen and talk to people, strangers. And, you know, because sometimes it's easy, isn't it, to talk to strangers about yeah. things, things that you're, you're trying to deal with. Um, and I, and I had lots of conversations with people all throughout my journey, and it was it was amazing. It was amazing, and uh, I uh, I came back a a different person. Wow, I'm so sorry that you have gone through so much, Anila, and I really do appreciate you opening up about that. And um, it sounds that that was a real turning point for you. And as as hard as it would have been, it sounds like it was a very pivotal and important thing for you to go through yeah it was and but that's these are the things that these this is why I do what I do mm. you know I didn't have the opportunities as a as a as a young person I didn't have uh you know I had to find my own role I had to look for role models or I didn't really have that that much around me when I was younger so you I had to look for that and and you know how important it is to have good influences around you when you're younger because you need to make decisions and you need to make the right decisions. But if you don't have people guiding you, then you go in all sorts of directions and you, you don't know what's what. So Yeah, but it sounds to me you've, you've always had it within you. Yeah, I have. And that's because my mother was very strong. She was, even though she was unwell and I was a carer for her as a, as a youngster, she, 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 you know, she still had it in her to to be proud of me and to look after me in a way that you know gave me some gave me strength and and uh, to be able to make something of myself in the future so unfortunately for her you know her life wasn't so great but I suppose that's one of the other drivers for what make keeps me going is that I want to I want to have a life that my mom you know that my mother would want me to have that was fulfilled and happy and 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 not to have the the, the sadness that she had mm. and telling your story is that became something that is very important as part of your not only your career but you know your work with go where like opening up and um I guess it can be cathartic but also just where you're able to open up and explain where you've come from and everything that's happened and where it's led to you thus far you know to see that that can inspire other people to to take on new challenges and to consider what they've got within themselves oh yeah big time big time and it isn't it isn't it amazing see when you actually realize something and then start talking about it such a sense of relief 
Yeah, the weight. Just and the weight, left. it's like, oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. when you start to share your stories, and I remember I was a bit afraid to share my stories because I would be like, oh, how, how would I be judged? But now I, I'm, I, I, you know, I've learned a lot from my own, my husband who's, who's got MS and he's got a campaign that he's, he runs, which is called Stoked on MS, and he's opened up about his MS with, you know, particularly in, in, in his sport um, and mountain biking, and that's mm-hmm. that was... That was so inspirational to so many people because it was incredible how many people reached out as a result of that. And so I've learned from that too and opened up myself, you know, about what, what my challenges have been. Mm-hmm. And again, it was, it's been incredible to see how people engage with you as a result of that because everybody's got a story to tell. Yeah. And that's that was why I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's story... It's important, you know, and it will be relevant uh, and relative to someone listening, you know, and if one person listens to the podcast and gets something from it, then that's a bonus. But for me, just having this conversation with you, if no one was to ever listen to this, this is important to me. I am enjoying having this connection with you. And, that, you know, if you're able to tell me something and that lifts a weight off your shoulders or it makes you feel less of that imposter syndrome for five minutes, then whatever it is, whatever the, the, the benefit to making these connections is, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, and you've been able to take that to another level, you know, through Go Where and your work to just inspire and help other people. And, you, you know, you said about the worry of being judged and I'm just like, gosh, there's like no judgment. All I've got for you is like total admiration. I think you're awesome. Oh, amazing! And I hope that I hope there'll be more than just you listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. I, I mean, I'm building up a following. People are listening. Don't you worry. But no, but like you know, it's not for likes. It's not for listens. I think it is important to talk. Absolutely, it really is, and that's why I started the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's it's great to be able to to do that and to have the platforms to do that and to give other people that opportunity to listen to connect and it's not even just connect it's about saying all right I've I've experienced that too so I'm not the only one out there for me I read a lot of blogs and I do listen to podcasts and and you you can you can take little tidbits from it you know for to be able to think, okay, yeah, I could do that in my in my life. That will help me with this. Yeah, every every day should be a school day. You should learn something new. Yeah, every day is a school day, and I love I love that you say that. We we should never stop learning. I mean, I, I love learning and getting my qualifications as well, and still building up on what more and more I can do. You know, so even though I might be the oldest doing doing a you know a a, a cycling coach uh, qualification recently well that's okay I don't mind that I'd rather be there than not be there and just to continue to enhance my skills and to be able to to share with others I love that yeah the age isn't a barrier to fulfilling your dreams and goals and you'll just be adding like you say just adding to the list of things that you want to do all the time as soon as you tick something off the list you must just be like right and we're adding another thing I know I know (laughs) and I guess like you know we touched on the pandemic and your business is meeting up with people and Mm -hmm. and getting outside and and things are lifting and things are changing so over the lockdown have you just been putting your heads together as to how you can grow and, and change things and adapt to, to make go 
survive. Yes, uh -huh. of course. That's the only conversations we've been having <laughs> uh, throughout lockdown, and it's the you know the uncertainty and and things changing all the time and changing so fast. It's, it's been you know we've got to be on the ball and and know what. What, what works and obviously we've got a lot of people that we're going to come on our tours this year so and we're dependent on that and looking forward to having their time off looking forward to coming to Scotland um so that's been quite you know for us it's been really sad and I think the hardest thing for us is getting the the the, the emails from from our customers saying how disappointed they were they weren't able to to join us this year but that's okay because you know as I said earlier we're we have reflected and we are looking at well, what 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 ways can we build our business um, around community and professional services that we can provide around um, diversity and well-being and inclusion and you know with with uh, with the, re the the recent movement within the call for action from Black Lives Matter it's been you know it's been amazing how many people have reached out as a result of that in terms of the outdoors industry, bike bike brands, individuals, all wanting to know, you know, what can I do to make a difference? Um, I put my hands up. I haven't really thought about race. I haven't thought about race and diversity in cycling. So, what can I what can I do differently? How can I make my contribution? So we've been able to help with that, and we've been looking at well, how can we as a business expand in that in that particular area? And so we're working on things like leadership and looking at CPD modules and uh, for particular outdoor um, associations and uh, one of the other things I'm looking to work to is a diversity pledge as well um, so people have commitments that they could follow and know mm -hmm. okay well if I can do this and even it may be you know in the outdoors there's very few people from ethnic minority backgrounds that are actually represented in that area so there's a lot of work to be done, but if there's certain areas where we can influence, and also particularly people that already have influence themselves, they can be advocates for change too. But it's a, it's yes. it's been able to enable that to happen and giving them the tools mm. to to know how to how to achieve it. Yeah, and I saw that you had um, got involved in an appeal for bikes for refugees. Yes, yes, that's been it. Just happened overnight. <laughs> That was the, that wasn't in the business plan. <laughs> but again, you were just like, "Aye, bring it yeah. on." <laughs> yeah. It's been fantastic, and Positive Action Housing are running the the appeal the appeal itself. And actually, there's a story to tell there, because the the, the woman that runs that organisation, Rubina, talk about role models and mentors. She was one of my role models in my my twenties because I when I you know my mother died at, at twenty. And I uh, kind of went into kind of this, um, how can I put it? Yeah, I was just a bit lost and a bit wild, you know. And if it wasn't for for Rubina giving me an opportunity to volunteer at that organisation um, in my in my younger days, I don't know whether I would have been as you know successful getting on the into the labour market because of the you know the barriers that many ethnic minority people face. Um, but, but I can't stress enough how important volunteering is, is for young people and the stepping stone it can give you. But Rabina gave me that opportunity and she, she brought me into um, you know, a, an office environment and 
I was able to learn the ropes and that gave me gave me the the skills I needed to then go out into into the big world and 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 see what I how where I wanted to go with my career but so she's an incredible woman you know been working with refugees and uh, and then it came to got a, a, a message on WhatsApp out the blue, bikes. You know bikes. You love bikes. Come and help us. And we're like, okay then. <laughs> and uh, it's been remark. It's been remarkable. Many um, just you know doing something like this. It just shows you, you know. It just shows you how many amazing, incredible people there are out there in our riding community. And to be honest, I've been a little bit. I've been a little bit sad, you know, from the Black Lives Matter, how a lot of the spaces where organisations and companies have decided to put statements out about it, some of the abuse and racist, you know, responses to that have been really upsetting and knowing that that's coming from our own our own bike, our own outdoor communities and for many of my bike friends as well, really upset by it. So through this project, it's it's just lovely. I mean, it's going picking up bikes, and meeting new people, just giving them their old bikes that are in, in their garages. It's just lovely. It is wonderful. And I give you, I give you an example of like this. This it's like a, it's just like this web of people, amazing people. So I so we put the appeal out, and there was a couple of bikes up in Inverness. I was like, how am I going to get to Inverness to pick them up? So my friend Jenny Graham, she coordinated up there, picked the bikes up from Inverness. Next day, they got to Falkirk. Another woman took them to Falkirk. So they were at another woman's house in Falkirk. And then a woman from Glasgow picked them up at Falkirk the next day. And then the next day, um, they're going out to the, the refugees. Yeah, just like everybody just make it happen. Yeah. I just think like if you, if you can help somebody, why wouldn't you? The joy that you get, back you know from a selfish point of view is just like tenfold you know and you just would like to think that if you needed something and you'd been through so much that people would help you that we, they would rally around and just make that extra bit of effort and um I, I just think it's it's needed more more than ever yeah that sense of community and that's why I kept saying at the start of lockdown probably like maybe a month in or something I just kept saying I just hope that this sense of community mm-hmm. that I felt just I hope that it prevails through everything. Yeah. Um, that we don't go back to our separate lives, and we can all. Yeah. You know, I mean, it sounds like to me that you're just all about community, but I think we can all be guilty sometimes of just head down and doing your thing. And it's important just to look up and give people your time and your energy and just a smile. You know, if you pass something in the street, just say hi. Are it, it can go a long way, and you know that whole mental health aspect. Like we just need to to be there for each other and just be sensitive to, to other people's lives and their experience absolutely it's just being respectful but you know showing empathy and we we are right you're absolutely right we've learned a lot from lockdown and let's let's hope we can keep it up because you know i think also there's there's an element of the fact that you know something was taken away from us from mm. through lockdown maybe give people a sense of if they've not experienced adversity if they not experience discrimination then maybe maybe they'll learn something from that themselves and perhaps give them that that incentive to to contribute and and help others absolutely here here mm-hmm. so what are you looking forward to and you what's on i mean i can only imagine the list is endless but what are you keen to get your teeth into 
as things start to to move forward and lift? Oh, well, so <laughs> just a really bad question. She's like, I'm never going to be in ever again. I'm just once I'm allowed out, I'm not there. <laughs> That's a bad question. I know I've could go. I've got so many ideas running in my head, but we've got you know we've got a plan, and as I said. We're obviously working with a number of organisations at the moment, which is fantastic, looking at their diversity, inclusion and well-being practices, how they can be, you know, how they can build up their communities uh, from different backgrounds, people from different backgrounds, looking at, you know, how do we get people of colour into the outdoors? And so that's that's been really exciting for us. It's obviously that's this has just happened through through as a result of Black Lives Matter, but for us it's it's a real opportunity to 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 do something and and help other organisations to to achieve and deliver and be more representative of the of of the people in our in in our in our country and and realise that you know some of these spaces are should be welcome to everybody and. It, it is achievable it's not that communities like to stick to themselves that's absolute rubbish and I think sometimes we use that we use that as an excuse but actually that space should be there for everyone you know we're thinking if you think about the outdoors it's, it was a, predominantly a male-dominated space at one time and so what are we breaking against we're breaking against those barriers aren't we to to open it up yeah. to others and Obviously, we've done a lot, a lot um, on gender, which is fantastic. Still got a lot to do there, but on 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 race, and we really have to to work harder. So, for me, I think that's that's one of our priorities for the future. And you know, we've we've not able to to do many of our uh, you know our Bothy projects, our expedition projects. Mm-hmm. I really want to do more of that because it was so successful last year. Just to to, to get more young girls out there and luck you know for me I'm, I'm go where is it's what I do but as part of that there's other strands to it where I give my time and through not-for-profit um you know I, I give my time through not-for-profit organizations two that I've set up which is one was called the FNY collective and the second one is called misadventures and both of them are about increasing the participation of women and young girls in cycling so we've been very active in the FNY Collective at the moment, doing lots of virtual activities, getting women out there, which has been incredible. And Misadventures is uh, we're just about to uh, run a series of videos with young girls in the, the Borders area to tell us how to ride bikes and how to ride bikes safely. So, so quite a few things um, looking to the future. And obviously, we've got all our bike experiences that we we want to we want to deliver. This year, obviously, it's, we're doing things a little different, but looking forward yeah. to, to 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 starting up our, our tours again in, in the future. Listening to you, Anila, I'm like sitting here. I know you can't see me. I'm sitting here like a Cheshire cat. Like <laughs> I'm grinning for ear ear. My face is actually sore from smiling. I, I just oh. I don't have enough adjectives to describe how wonderful I think you are and what you do honestly I'm just in awe of you and anybody that you know me included sitting going you know I've just not got enough time you're like no 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 there is enough time like listen to Anila and all the things she's doing and I know you said like obviously it can be detrimental at times when you do take on so much and you expect so much of yourself and it very much is giving to others but it sounds to me that you've invented 
some eighth day of the week that I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, you have to unlock that. There's there's a secret. There's a secret key. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you've been able to do this podcast and give me like over an hour of your time, I'm like, I feel I'm indebted to you because I'm like, you would be off doing all these amazing projects and. Like you say, you're just trying to reach out all the time just to to welcome people and give them the confidence to say, you know, you can be part of this if you want. It doesn't matter where you come from or your experience or whatever, you know, we'll be here to, to guide you through that. And I, that's that's awesome. Oh, thank you. That's very, very kind of you. I'm not very good, not very good at taking comment, uh, compliments. But I'll, <laughs> you're, I'll, like, you're like silence. <laughs> but I'll take that one. <laughs> take any, I'm giving you the badge. Oh, I'm giving you the badge. Now, um, we're going to jump on to what we call the thingamabobs. Now, these are questions that I've just added to the list as, you know, the year and a half that I've been doing this podcast. And I've picked out a few for you, Anila, if you would um, humour me. And, you know, don't overthink your answers. You know, if I was to ask you these tomorrow, you might change your answer. But hey-ho, that is the joy of the thingamabobs. Okay. So, my first one, I'll I'll lead with a a relatively easy one, right? Anila, you seem like a very positive person, but we all have things that annoy us. What is your pet peeve? Oh, you really put me on the spot. Sorry, I know. <laughs> um, well, I've got a new dog, um, a new <gasps> rescue dog called Gretel. <gasps> She's absolutely adorable. She's a German Shepherd. And one thing I've learned having a dog over the last four months is the amount of dog poo that there is on in forest trails yes i bet and that really annoys me so annoying that really annoys me could if anyone's listening out there that leave their dog poo on the trail please remove it from the trail and it's okay to use a stick and flick it according to the forestry commission Forest, sorry, I'll, I'll correct that they're now called forestry land scotland okay so you can flick it you don't need to bag it if you're in the forest but please, 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 if it's sitting on the trail, can you not do that? Thanks very much. See, this is the joy of the thingamabobs. We've just given <laughs> some excellent advice. <laughs> Love that. Oh, I'm so jealous that you've got a dog. I mean, I'm such a dog person. So anybody that's got a dog, I'm like, I'm here for the dog chat. Oh, she's lovely. I love my dog. She's got a few things to work on. You know, she's had three months of no socialisation with lockdown. And we only got her just before lockdown. So it's been a bit tricky socialising her with people and dogs. But we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. Lovely. Okay, here's one. Um, what's the best thing about Scotland? The best thing about Scotland are the incredible people and communities that are in it. Because they have a very warm personality, they are kind. I've never in my time experienced anything bad as I've gone around the country. I always worry about things you know, like that because I worry about people judging me because I might be somebody that stands out because of the colour of my skin. But, you know, I've had... Uh, I've had a lovely experience of of uh, communities around Scotland, and I'd say that the people are the are the warmest part of it, and that's what makes everything so amazing about it. Brilliant, brilliant answer. <laughs> okay, here's one. Advice for your younger self. Advice for my younger self would be not to be afraid of failure, and if you do feel at something. 
that's okay because it's just a one-off event and the next time you'll do it even better. So if you do feel it's something, you say to yourself, right, okay, it's not happened this time, but I'm going to make it amazing the next time. So it's not a characteristic. It's not that you're not good at something. It's just a one-off circumstance. And if I knew that when I was younger, oh, my God, what would I be like now? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think you're doing all right, Anila. I don't think you're doing <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't worry about things. You know, don't. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is that sometimes we we don't move forward because we're afraid of of doing the wrong thing. I think I would have got got moving quicker, you know, and been able to sort out some of my some of my shit <laughs> a lot sooner than in my forties. But in my in my forties, I'm okay. I'm happy with it now. But could have done it a lot quicker if I'd if I'd told myself that to be bold and courageous. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but isn't mm-hmm. it? I guess we've just got to have these experiences, and and a certain amount of wisdom does come with age, unfortunately. Oh, I know. Just got to ride those waves. But as long as we're there for others, and that we can tell them they they can they can see sort their shit out early then at least at least they'll do it if they've got if they've been guided by others you know well I think you're just a wonderful mentor for that for sure thank you and lastly you know I change all these questions up but this is the one that I ask everybody what is your favorite Scottish word or phrase can I say anything I like I go for it yeah yeah fanny (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I used to say that in school all the time and then um uh, you know my my org- the the association the organisation that I run called FNY the FNY Collective F is for fearless N is for nurture and Y is for young at heart, but it could be the FNY meaning the Fanny Collective. So there you go. So Fanny is my favourite word. <laughs> Oh, Anila, this has been an absolute joy. I feel like I could speak to you for another hour, but I massively appreciate you coming on the Bra and the Brave. I think you are the epitome of Bra Brave. You know, you're bringing people together and that's so important and, and challenging yourself, which is equally important to do as we do get older, just not to let things be a barrier to, to our dreams and aspirations and um no doubt you'll be inspiring loads of people and motivating them to get out and about and, and do what they want to do. And I think that's absolutely pure dead brilliant. So thank you so thank much. Thank you, Lisa. And it's been awesome to be with you and, and talking to you today. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing the podcast with, with, with all our friends and family too. Thank you. Pleasure. And um, maybe one day I'll get myself a bike and come out and do a wee bit of cycling. You mean to say you don't? I don't have a bike. I know I feel like I feel bad for saying that now. I've just sat and spoke to you for it. I'm like, so I don't have a bike. You kept that quiet. I know, I don't know. (laughs) I've just been vicariously living through your Instagram. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.